We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my quantum? Digital pen part at work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. Who should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Marketing Nerds. This is Kelsey Jones, Executive Editor of Search Engine Journal, and I'm joined here today by Scott Monty. He is the principal and founder of Scott Monty Strategies. Scott, thanks so much for joining me. Hey, glad to be here with you, Kelsey. You know, I have followed you ever since I uh, met you when you worked for Ford, and I think you have done a really good job becoming an influencer in the social media and marketing space. Um, especially as a thought leader now that you're branching out on your own. I wanted to kind of ask you a little bit more about how you kind of built that up because I think in marketing, especially for consultants or people building up their own business, it's important to become a thought leader uh, in this space. And so I wanted to ask, you know, when you were starting out, what were some of the most important things you did to kind of get you set on the right path? That's a good question. Um, and I think there's really, you, you, you can categorize this into three different areas. Um, one is, uh, I just, I read a lot and I was discerning about what I read, where I was getting my information from. Uh, and it was a combination of things. It was uh, online resources and, you know, it could have been discussion forums, uh, blogs, etc., cetera, um, and books. Uh, there were, were, and still are, a lot of books about marketing that come out mm-hmm. every single year. Yeah. Um, and you certainly can't consume them all because there's so many of them. I know. So it, it needs to be, it needs to be a focus. You know, what, what gap are you looking to fill or what area are you really trying to become more uh, well-versed in, for example, uh, and then follow that. It's, it's like collecting. You know, I do uh, some book collecting and uh, you know, topics can be unnecessarily broad. So the more you can narrow your focus, the better off you're going to be at becoming recognized as an expert in something. Um, and then I, I, uh, in addition to the online reading and, and, and the books, I just, I surrounded myself with really smart people, uh, people I interacted with online, uh, back when Twitter was first a thing, if you can imagine a time before Twitter. I can barely remember <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, and, um, just going to conferences and seeking out the people that I thought were, that stood out as thought leaders to me and interacting with them and, and posing my own thoughts and my own questions, uh, on their sites and after their presentations and things like that. I just, I surrounded myself with extremely smart people. And then the third element was I eventually, and this was way back in, geez, I think 2006 or so, started my own blog. Uh, and of course, now you don't necessarily have to own your own uh, domain. You can certainly do it on Medium or Facebook Notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a place to uh, share your own thoughts is really, really important. Uh, to send people back to, to to go broader and deeper than you can in 140 characters or you know, with a question after a presentation that's just lost to time. Yeah, I agree. When I was first starting out, I just built a website and started writing and that helped me kind of get my foot in the door with some bigger bigger publications to start writing for them. So, 
Sure. I definitely sure. agree. And I think sites like Medium have really helped give, you know, a podium to voices that, like you said, might have gotten lost. Right. So right. And be, because it's, it's so much easier now. But I think the flip side is uh, who owns your content? That's you know, true. If you're, if you're running your own site, and it seems almost an anachronism today as people aren't spending time on individual sites, they're spending it more on apps. Um, but the bottom line is the sands can shift. And we saw it happen with, uh, with Facebook before. Um, we've even seen it happen with, gosh, I'm going way back here. There was a site called, uh, it was post, post made or post something. Uh, and I knew, I knew people that, uh, had established blogs on there and that went out of business, you know? So you got to be prepared for that eventuality. And if you own your own site, if you own your own content, uh, you kind of, uh, you, you withstand the, the shifting sands of time. Yeah, I agree. And I think it really helps to have a background knowledge of, you know, building the websites and kind of the technical side of HTML or whatever, because that really does help you kind of own your content. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, one of the other things I wanted to ask you, I think what you're you might be most well known for is your time at Ford when you headed up their social media. Do you think that, you know, setting yourself up as an influencer kind of early in the game helped you get that position at Ford? Or do you think working for a big brand helped you get that visibility? Um, it, it was a bit of each. Uh, Ford approached me because I had already started to make a name for myself because I was interacting with people, because I had a place where I was expressing my thoughts, and they must have thought my thoughts were intelligent enough to pass muster there, so um, it, it worked out well. Um, so so that, that got me in the door, and I just continued doing what I normally did, interacting with people, asking questions, uh, uh, providing information, you name it. And because I was associated with Ford, that obviously helped the, um, you know, the, the, the scale there a little bit. That people would pay attention to me a little bit more because I had uh, the, um, uh, the imprimatur of a, a large automaker behind me. But, you know, it's, it's really difficult to separate the one from the other. Yeah, that's a good point. I think, I think in marketing, a lot of marketers sometimes are... Um, wanting to work for the big brands in order to get that kind of accolade. But I've also seen and met, like you said, at a lot of conferences, several smaller consultants that are just brilliant. So you don't necessarily have to work for a big brand to be well-known. I think it's a, probably part of it, too, I would think, is what you're looking to do and what you're looking to have as clients as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and my clients span from, uh, you know, big multinational brands to startups. Um, and, and I also help agencies out as well. Uh, and, and it's a matter of just putting my, my knowledge to work, you know, having been on the, uh, the <clears throat> excuse me, corporate communications team for uh, a global uh, Fortune 10 company, uh, I was exposed to an awful lot, both PR and marketing, um, traditional uh, communications as well as digital communications and obviously social media wraps all around that uh, so bringing that expertise to uh, my new clients is uh, you know I mean they're 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 paying for my experience 
mm-hmm. and as as well as for my uh, you know my my strategic leadership. Yeah, and that was something I wanted to ask you about too. You know, since you started Scott Monty Strategies, what has been your favorite part of kind of branching out and going out on your own? Well, I think the um, one of the most gratifying parts of going out on my own is the ability to continually improve my knowledge and to um, associate with and um, coach and learn from all different kinds of industries. Um, you know, when I was at Ford, obviously I was uh, tied to a single industry, but what I tried to do on the outside was to keep up to speed with what was going on in the broader digital uh, industries. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's absolutely critical to, uh, to stay current on this stuff and to stay ahead of it if you can. Uh, it's just changing so quickly. And being out on my own and doing consulting, I have, I'm continuing that uh, kind of self-teaching and, and learning and everything and, and sharing that on a regular basis with uh, my community. But uh, I'm also being exposed to really cool products and ideas and services through my clients. Yeah, it's always a process to stay relevant. I mean, that's one of the things I like about being in search and digital marketing as a whole is that it seems like things are always evolving, which sometimes is a little exhausting, but for the most part (laughs) is exciting because there's always new things to try. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that's kind of, I wanted to ask you a little more about uh, social strategy and search or well, not search marketing as a whole. Um, You know, a lot of our audience members, that listen regularly to marketing nerds, they are usually consultants or they work in-house at an agency. Um, And I think, you know, one of the struggles that I've heard from them is a lot of their, you know, C-suite, they want to just, they know that they need like an online presence and they just want the person to do it. But I think strategy is even more important, um, like, you know, the planning before the implementation what are your thoughts on that kind of building up the strategy before the implementation? Because I've seen too many companies just kind of jump in feet first without a set strategy in place. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the danger. You know, everybody sees these uh, new platforms coming up and uh, seeing where the excitement is and the latest craze and the brightest, shiniest object. (laughs) And it's very tempting. It's very tempting to just go and jump into that and, you know, I didn't name my company Scott Monty Strategies for nothing. <laughs> um, to me, strategy has always been important. And even when I was at Ford, uh, counseling lots of different individuals and, and departments from around the entire company, they would come with an idea, typically a, a, a tactical execution. They'd say, hey, we would like to boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And my initial reaction was, well, wait a minute, what are you trying to accomplish? Who are you trying to reach? How are you going to measure whether you're effective? And in some cases, they had thought of that already and they, they you know, worked through it. In other cases, they hadn't. You know? And I think stopping and asking yourself those questions and understanding strategically what is it you're trying to achieve and strategically how does it fit within the larger confines of your marketing strategy or your business uh, process. You know, ultimately, if you're doing this stuff, you're not doing it 
just to to make busy work. You're doing mm-hmm. it to achieve some sort of business impact, uh, whether it's to uh, be more efficient or drive sales or um, you know, lower the cost of customer service or you know whatever it is. Uh, it has to be tied back to some sort of business objective. Do you think that, you know, I feel like every year too, there's always new platforms coming out um, that companies could try. Do you think it's important before deciding to even try something um, to have a strategy or is it worth to worth it to kind of dip your feet in just to see if there's any interest there? Like something I'm thinking of is live streaming. Like I feel like Periscope and Blab and now Facebook um, is doing live streaming as well. I mean, trying something new, should you have a set strategy in place before you even, you know, try a new platform? Well, it, it depends on, you know, what your business strategy is. If, if your strategy is to be a, a thought leader and to be seen as cutting edge, then it's important to be there as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't just argue, you know, opening an account and starting to uh, stream video, you know, with, with no thought behind it. I mean, to me, the danger of live streaming video is uh, the same as, oh, I don't know, uh, like when Instagram or even even pictures with Twitter first started, you know, what are people really taking pictures of? Is it really that interesting uh, for live video? What are you doing that transports someone to a place and time where they can't otherwise be? And if you're interrupting them live or expecting them to follow you live, it better be compelling content, right? So you you mm-hmm. should at least have thought that through uh, before you open that app. Um, but at the same time, your efforts, you need to concentrate on, um, how you want to stand out. You know, there are, there are way too many quote unquote social media experts out there. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I bristle every time I hear the term (laughs) and especially when the term is applied to me. Um, you know, while I certainly can do social media, it's not all I can do. And I hardly, uh, view myself as an expert. I, if others want to call me that, so be it. But there's a, there's almost a snake oil salesman um, <laughs> comparison to yeah. social media expert out there. And primarily because so many of the quote-unquote social media experts uh, have never actually practiced it for a brand. Uh, a lot of them, just because they're good at Facebook or they're good at Twitter or whatever, think they're experts. And that, that's, it, it, to me, the true expertise comes with applying strategic knowledge and understanding how it fits into the broader business picture. And if you can, if you can figure that out and you can start providing value along those lines, um, and again, uh, be as specific as you can. You know, I, I do a, a newsletter every week that is basically a set of curated links with analysis and commentary uh, that I provide as a service. And I've become well respected and and known for putting out this uh, this weekly content. Now, it's not stuff that I uh, that I write myself. I mean, I certainly put the newsletter together, but the the content that I uh, that I send out is a conglomeration of all the things I see throughout the week that I think would be useful to other people. And my value is the utility that I bring to my subscribers. Um, some people find that incredibly valuable because it saves them time. Uh, other people uh, find it uh, important to, to share with their team. 
right? So I'm, I'm, I'm basically enabling them to be the heroes to their organizations. And if I can do that and be known for that, then, you know, I'm happy with that kind of thought leadership. Yeah, you've done it. I just signed up for that newsletter as I was researching for this podcast. So um, I think that, you know, when you're building yourself up, think about something that makes you different. Um, I'm recording another podcast this month with Katie Katz about uh, fitting in a niche. So maybe you just work with one industry or maybe you specialize in one type of marketing or something like that. That could be another way to be unique. Um, I think it just depends on what you want to do and what there's a need out there for. And I would say, you know, with all the content out there, getting a newsletter from someone like you with your analysis is a great way to kind of help people cut through the clutter and figure out what's important. Yeah. Yep. So, well, Scott, thank you so much for joining me. I, this was really interesting, useful. It's always great to hear from someone that's well known in the industry. Well, thank you, Kelsey. It's always a pleasure to speak with someone who's inquisitive and knowledgeable and, uh, I wish you all the best. Yes. Thank you. Uh, again, this is Kelsey Jones, executive editor at Search Engine Journal, and Scott Monty, principal and founder of Scott Monty Strategies. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.